This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine OPI show. This week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. We talked to former Chicago broadcaster, current Seattle broadcaster, and that wisecracking kid from the Partridge family. We welcome Danny Bonaducci. Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs> this, this is back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I now, now let me, let uh, me ask you something. Let yes, me ask you something. Yes. If you if you tuned into this, you know, thirty seconds in, it's I'd a be, fiasco. I'd be gone. Okay. Would you? Would this? Have you heard enough already to make you go to the next podcast show? I think of some, some kind. I'd have anywhere to, else. I, I I don't know. It could go either way. I think I might have to hear more. <laughs> yeah, because uh, would you want to know what was so funny, or you'd just be laughing at the fact well, that they started off this tragically? I think laughter uh, begets laughter. <laughs> you do. <laughs> That's why. why don't you go? Why don't you make that your your beginning of your comedy routine when you hit the stage? I might do that. And tell the paying customers that, you know, laughter begets laughter. Hey, welcome to Zanies. My name is Howard Sudbury, and I just want well, to hey, say laughter begets laughter, so laugh it up. First of all, you're not going to be playing something as high class as Zanies. You'd be like at the <laughs> chuckle the <laughs> chuckle hut. <laughs> Which would be in the basement of the Marriott somewhere in some uh, small county downstate. Yeah. Uh, well, see, it's not going to be here. Here, these these behind the scenes things. Wrong with that, by the way. These behind yeah. the scenes things aren't funny to anybody else. But uh, I was laughing because what what nobody knows, nor do they care, is that we have already recorded like six or seven minutes <laughs> of this podcast and then erased it because for for because I had to take a phone call. <laughs> Yeah, and if, and you've just sapped all the strength and energy out of it by doing yes, that. Yes. Yeah, so, so whatever so, we were going to do, I, I'm going to ask you to recreate. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that good. That's the toughest thing to do is to recreate something that you didn't want to create in the first place. <laughs> but it was good. But it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, okay, so... Good night, everybody. Here we are. Well, thanks for <laughs> thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you next time on Back to You. Should we start this over, or what? Are we going to continue this? Oh, this is an actual show this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Boy, that five-minute thing we did before is probably better than what just happened now for about, <laughs> you know, the last, uh, how many, oh, we've done four minutes. Uh, I, I knew better than to do any of this today, and I started... To call, actually, I did call you earlier, and I had a, a fake sick voice. You called in sick. I said hello. Yes. When you answered the phone. Hey, how are you? No, no. You know your your sick voice has failed if the person on the other end responds like that. What oh. you want to do when you give a fake voice when you're calling in sick for work? When you call in, uh, practice your sick voice for about 10 minutes, yeah. then make your phone call, and you want the other person to immediately say, oh, 
What's wrong? Then you know you got them. Yes. Uh, I can't. I can't make it today. Whoa! You don't. It. You don't sound good. Oh, that's the second thing you want them to say. Yeah. And I don't care what. You don't even have to go into the reason after that. You just say, "I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you soon." Because soon. they will ask you. Yeah, they will ask you when. When. When are you coming back? So don't say tomorrow. That's the last thing you want to say. Say soon. Soon. Okay. So you say that to me. Uh, 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 so I can't get in today. Uh, I'll see you soon. How soon? <laughs> <laughs> you just talked well, yourself into a no, corner. No, no, you don't. You just say, not real soon. <laughs> <laughs> and all I'll say is, you're a faker. You're a <laughs> That's faker. Good. Well, then, then I'll know I called the right place. <laughs> but that's a public service we're giving folks because uh, I right now somebody has is, is got a big grin as they listen to this because they know earlier today they had to call and give a fake voice because they didn't feel like working today. And you actually, uh, but, uh, you know, I think that that in, in our job, in, when we worked on television, if we didn't feel like going in or something like that, that's like, it's like gutless to, to put on a fake voice, <laughs> isn't it? You know. Yeah, because well, because what goes hand in hand with show business, and I'll include newscasts. All this is show business, really. Uh, what hand in hand with it is being a trooper. You're not a trooper if you call in sick, right? You got to go through it. The show must go on. So. Uh, you have to stumble in there, even if you were sick, and your voice is strange. You got to go on the air anyway. For some people, yeah. And, but but nobody wants to see that, right? You you don't think people at home want to hear a scratchy voice sportscaster going through his delivery? No, right? no, because uh, it's it's painful to listen to because you know that the person's throat is on fire and and they have a sore throat and. Uh, the, the white sucks. And that becomes so distracting. Yes. Because all you can, all you notice is the voice. Uh, but there are people who, who do that, though. Uh, and it is an egotistical thing, I think, on your part to go stumbling in there and uh, look at me. I, I'm here anyway. I mean, that's who are you serving that way? Not even yourself by doing that. Well, we were in a business of egos. So. You know, they want to go in and uh, show the, yeah, show I'm a trooper. I come in, you know, well, rain or shine or. There's a reason why we're discussing all of this, because this podcast, this particular podcast, has, has got a theme of employment, right? Yes. What? We're, we're talking about employment today. We Don't are? what me. This was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to give it some basis for, for happening. You're trying to make this thing work, I'm this trying, half-assed yeah. idea I came up with. Yeah. Well, yes. here's what, here, yes, we are, because um, I, I came across an interesting article, and, and we were talking about employment, how the employment world is is likely, after COVID, it's going to change because there's going to be a lot of work done, just like you and I are recording this on FaceTime right now. It's going to be a lot, of, a lot more Zoom it's going to continue in in people's opinion, right? Sure, I'm sure to a great degree. There are different ways of getting work done, aside from physically going in. So, <laughs> so you said so, that with a source of like irritation. 
Yeah, because it's taking you 75 minutes to get to the point of what we're doing. <laughs> well, we're gonna, I'm going to help you get a job. Anyway, the article um, that I saw was that uh, it was uh, the things that you would say in an interview that would probably disqualify you from getting the job. If you say any of these six things. So if I go in and I'm in the actual interview and, and I respond with one of these six things, I'm likely not to get the job. Yes. Yes. All right. That, Can in, I, in the opinion, this was on CNBC's website, and okay. I don't know who the expert was. I think it was uh, somebody interviewed uh, a bunch of hiring people, and they came right, up I, with these. I actually love this because this is in my wheelhouse. I have a definite opinion about your approach to getting a job. Uh, wherever that opportunity may be. And so uh, let me preface all of this by what I think you have to do. You have to put in some work before you get there, okay? Can I go through this? Sure. I, I think before you step foot in that fancy high rise with the nice plush lobby and the reception is waiting for you, be ready with these things. Before you even arrive, know the company well. Know what they do and be detailed about in your head about uh, what kind of business goes on there. Even, I mean, just know it all as much as you can. The second thing you got to do is think about what you are going to bring to that company. It's like John Kennedy. John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yes. Go on there with... Don't verbalize what the company's going to do for you, even though that's your, your ulterior motive. You want to know what it's going to do for you. But you got to go in there ready to say, this is who I am and this is what I am bringing to you. That's, that's what it's got to be in your head before you get there. I agree. As you, as you enter the lobby, don't go to the receptionist. Cut to the bathroom. First thing, cut to the bathroom. Find out from somebody where the nearest restroom is, okay? Go in the restroom, do your business, whatever that is, number one or number two. Okay, do number one or number two because this is a little known, uh, this is overlooked. You don't want, who knows how long the interview is going to be. It could be anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour. And you don't want to be sitting in there squirming and, and shuffling in your seat because you didn't go to the bathroom. Now, Get all that business done. Wait, wait. I'm not finished yet. Do your business. Then go to the mirror and make sure everything's straight. Your tie is all the way up to your collar. Uh, even if you don't have to go to the bathroom for other reasons, go in for that reason alone before you present yourself to anybody in there. Go look and see if your hair is where you want it, where your tie is, your jacket looks straight, uh, or you're, you're dressed smartly. Whether you're a man or a woman, make sure you look the way you want to look when they see you. That's, that's because I believe firmly in first impressions. I think, first, I think a person is going to desi decide really within the first minute or so whether they want to deal with you. I, before you even yeah. say anything, before you say anything, and here's another thing, here's another one, go in dressed for the job you want eventually. It may not be the one you're interviewing for, 
but go in there, dress smartly like you want to be in charge one day because that, that gives a sense of seriousness about it. Don't go in there dressed so casually that I, I think that connotates not a desire for advancing. So you think it would be bad. Can I talk now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you think it would be I, I've suddenly I've suddenly transformed this into my idea. That's what, yeah, you really you bought into this. Jeez. Yeah, go I ahead. wasn't even sure we were gonna this do it. This is important. Um, this is important. Go and ahead. Just keep in mind, I don't know how many minutes we've gone here, but if my phone rings, I gotta take the call. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and I have to recreate all of this again. Okay, listen. Um, so fat, fat chance. These, these six yeah. things could could disqualify you, any of them, from getting right, the I'm job. Getting to now, wait, wait, I'm, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. All right, go ahead. So, on along that theme, I just said, um, what if you have your cell phone with you and it vibrates and you say, "Excuse me, I've got to take this." <laughs> well, would, well would no, that that's bad? a smart no that's a that's an excellent point to bring up excellent you want to make sure when i say take that trip to the bathroom you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're getting everything in order and you want to make sure your phone is on on the silent yeah you want to make sure that uh, uh if you've got any messages you're going to look at them then look at them right at that moment and make sure if there's any little last minute a business you got to take care of other than the business in the bathroom, uh, get that done. And then you stroll over to the receptionist and say, hi, I'm here to see Mr. Jenkins. My name is Howard Sudbury. And you know what? And you know what the receptionist is going to say? It's going to say, that's strange. We thought you were Steve Baskerville. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Sudbury's not anywhere around here. That's a true story. Uh, so don't don't uh, go word for word for what I'm saying, but you get the idea now. Oh, now. Wait, 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 that's the first thing you're doing when you enter the building. But you're going you, to the bathroom. If you didn't go to the bathroom and you went in, do you think that would be bad if you said, I need to take a potty break? Of course, I, of course I do. That's why I'm trying to get you to listen to my golden rules okay. for employment okay. opportunities. Okay. So then you stroll over to the receptionist, announce who you are. Now you're good to go. And by the way, it is better to be five minutes early than five minutes late. True. No yeah. doubt about that. You should be at least five minutes early. In fact, you know, in NFL teams, um, you know, they have all the position players break up into the smaller groups. They have meetings with their coaches all the time. And in many, and I think this is the way in the military, um, it, it, with the NFL teams, with a lot of the coaches, that uh, if you aren't five minutes early for your position, say you're wide receivers, you're with the wide receivers coach, and you have your meeting at 10 a.m., if you're not in there at 10 till or 5 till, you're considered late. Sure. Uh, I understand that. I buy into that. And then and I'm looking at myself now. Don't go in there looking like I look right now. I heard this wonderful description. I read this description of a, a beard 
the perfect beard to have would be one that is black and it looks like it's sprinkled with sugar. Oh. My, mine looks like it's gray and it's sprinkled with pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't go in there looking like I do right now because it already ages you. Well, Make sure your beard... Make sure your beard doesn't age you. Or like mine is. You could be looked at uh, as if you're experienced. You're experienced, <laughs> and that goes for both men and women. Make sure your beard <laughs> doesn't age you. So there are there are six things that can happen. Okay. okay. If you say that could. Okay. Keep now you I'm from ready to go. The job. Okay. Yeah, now I'm ready to stroll into Mr. Jenkins' office. Okay. Okay. And yeah. you know what? He's going to see yeah. you right after this break. We'll be we'll be right back. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on And Friends, we tell you how to kill people legally. Where gaming meets porn, friendship is found. And I tell the jury where I hid things in my special place. All that and more on And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to my special place. Radiomisfits.com on this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, there's been a first firing of a manager in the Premier League. Yeah, Slavin is out at West Brom, but Big Sam is back. We'll be interested to see how he does, yes. He's been on every single club. Let's find out how he does here. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. We're talking, we're trying to help everybody in your in your job interview situations. And Steve this is very important. Some advice. Very important very information. Important. Everybody interviews. Everybody's going to interview many, many times in the, in the course of their, their, their lives. And, you know, we worked for a lot of years, so I think that we can. And I've done a lot of interviews. When I worked at Arlington Park Racetrack, I had to interview a lot of, a lot of people. And um, so I kind of knew what I was looking for. And, and some of these I, things, some of these things make sense. I've already said to you, right? Oh, there's no question about it. You know, be early, be prepared, look right, uh, take care of the bathroom, put your phone on silent, all, all that stuff. Know the company you mentioned. Know the company that you're going to apply for, what they do. And it, you might want to look up, you know, on LinkedIn and, and know the person that's going to interview you a little bit about him or her. I got another tip for you that will get you to the point of being interviewed. And this is serious. When I was looking for a job trying to break into television as a guy off the street that I thought had some talent and, and I could be a, a TV person. Um, and I had a nice um, resume reel I put together and a nice resume of qualifications. They were limited, but I wanted to find a job and a serious job in TV, a long lasting one. So I had, there was a company called Westinghouse, which CBS eventually brought out. Westinghouse was sort of under that CBS umbrella. Yeah. Big time TV station in Philadelphia. I'm looking for a, my first real TV job. I had done little bits here and there, but nothing that was um, a permanent job. So I go to the NBC affiliate. Actually, uh, I had gone... First time I went, I had my resume and my tape, and I dropped it off at the front desk. Don't ever do that, because the person at the front desk doesn't care who you see, if you'll ever be seen, and they'll use that thing as a a, a coaster for the <laughs> soda for lunch. They will. They don't care. They don't care if it gets anywhere. So, uh, and don't just don't just 
drop it off and say give it to um, whatever you know the HR department or, or whoever might hire. If you don't know a name, it's just pointless. They don't care. What somebody gave me a valuable tip. They said, "Look, if you're looking for a job, um, find out who the who the head person in charge is, who the number one general manager." Uh, you can even go beyond that. Uh, find out who who is the CEO of the company, and send your information to that person and write personal on it. Now, when that guy or woman gets that and opens it, they'll look at it and and they'll say, oh, "Okay, okay, you know, looking for a job," and they will hand it to someone and say, "Take care of this." Because they, they, they want you to, be, to get a response because the head person does not want to seem like a bad guy. They don't want to seem like somebody that's heartless or won't get back to you or doesn't care. They want, you, they want to give you some kind of response. And it's always easier if your information comes from the top down than trying to get to him from the the desk in the front up to him. Yeah, and Things when, the boss, work, when the boss hands that off to somebody and says, sure. take care of this, obviously yes. the person that works for that person is going to take care of it. Yes, and uh, it's like that old commercial where it's like, Ferguson, if this package doesn't reach Milwaukee tomorrow, you're fired. Then yeah. Ferguson goes to Kelly. Kelly, if this package doesn't reach <laughs> Wisconsin tomorrow, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Wilson, if this package doesn't, because it's, it's going to, and the farther down it drops from the top, the, the more afraid that person is going to be because they're not responding. Not saying you'll get the job, but I think at least somebody will get back to you and say, come on in, or here's a reason why we can't talk to you. I like so it. That's somebody, at, the ver- at, at the very beginning, this is what you do. Did you hear what you just said, that somebody would get back to you? But somebody will. Back to you. Um, yeah. That's stupid. But, that is a real stupid. It was a stupid um, thing to say. And well, that's what we're don't talking go about. In stupid there. things to say that might keep you from getting the job. That would be one of them. Mention the name of your podcast. First thing you wanted. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Ferguson. By the way, have I you do heard a back show to called you? Back to You on the yeah, Radio you don't Misfits want to, Podcast Network. That's another very important rule. Don't try to go in and be witty. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Don't try to go. Don't, don't try to go in and think that your humor is universal. <laughs> okay are you talking about this show don't go in there and think what was that what is your favorite phrase now laughter begets laughter laughter begets laughter it ain't necessarily so that's <laughs> so don't go in there and think what's funny to you is funny to that other interviewer i think okay. that's in the bible anyway six things yeah. six things and see if you can hit on any of them that uh, you might say that might turn the person off and it might keep you from getting the job so so what do you want me to do how do you want me to approach this throw a couple of them out there throw a couple things out there and see if you now this is well this is a little more difficult because it's things you don't want to say not things you do say right all right here all right number one i wouldn't go in there and and ask uh so uh what 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 is it that goes on here what um i'm not sure of what the company does Uh, can you tell me Yes. 
that's would that, uh, that's one that of close? them. Can you tell is me it, more? Can you tell me more about the company? You Beautiful. would never say that. No, because that's your business to get that straight before Ex- you go in. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. The other thing, the other thing I wouldn't do is go in and be real vague about uh, what I'm offering the company. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I could do here, but I just want to be here. I want to be here, and I'll take anything. Now you may be willing to take anything, but don't go in there as if it's the interviewer's responsibility to dream up something you can do. Well, that goes along. You're you're, you're warm on that one. Um, one thing that you shouldn't say is, "I'm a motivated self-starter." That's a that's a BS answer that they hear time after time after time, and they have to. If they don't, you better assume that you're a self-starter and you don't need to be spoon-fed. Yes. I think something else you don't want to say is, can I smoke in here? (laughs) (laughs) Or do you you have an ashtray? (laughs) I could use it. And then you just light it up. Yes. So (laughs) that's an excellent point, Howard. That's an excellent point. You don't want to go in displaying any bad habit that might be frowned upon. Right. So, Could you pull so, out a, fla- a flask? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a small cup I can use for this? Would you like a shot? <laughs> now, is that is that any way close to one of these things you don't you mean, say? Can I smoke in here? Yeah. Or any uh, of no. these. No. no? Uh, um, but that's just an aside. That's an aside. Here's that's another one. Tonight. It's kind of a cocky thing that, that people say would be a... Uh, you know what? In five years, I hope to be in your position. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a good one. Well, see, you know what? The way that you dress, that's why I said go in trying to look your smartest. And, you know, you dress for where you want to be. And, and I think without saying that, uh, you want to you want to look like you're ready for advancement. You see what I mean? Yes. You don't have yeah. to say that. And it's non-threatening. You're, n- you're not saying I'm here to get your job, but you're letting the interviewer know that I'm serious enough about this that I want to uh, move up in this company. The, uh, the way I'm showcasing myself says that without words. Yeah, that I'm ambitious. Other, that I'm, not, I'm ambitious. I'm not content. Uh, but although so, the, you don't want to be uh, the reason they don't want you to say that uh, in five years, I want to I want your job. Or I want to be in your position because um, the the person doing the hiring isn't threatened by it, is turned off by it and uh, assumes that you're going to be trying to do that in another company. Uh, and you don't want to say anything uh, that's going to let them know that it's some kind of stepping stone. Hi, I'd yeah. like to be, uh, uh, how soon, uh, I mean, you don't want to give away that I'm, I only plan on being here a year. Yeah. How soon can I get yeah. promoted? Yes. Is that on there? Is um, that one of them? No, but okay. you know that, uh, uh, here's another one. Um, I really didn't like my, my last boss. Oh, that's, that's good. Is that on that list yeah. of things don't, you don't, don't say? Don't say that because, hey, they know that. You know, most people don't, or many people don't like their bosses, uh, yeah. but you don't, don't say it. Don't say it. And they, they, many of these things are just common sense. 
Yeah, that's v- very much common sense. And you probably don't want to bring up uh, any of the real reason why you left the other place. Even if you got fired. Even if you got fired, I, I wouldn't bring that up. Ah, they caught me smoking in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> I, when, I was in, when I was in college, I had a summer job that when I took it, you know, I'm just taking any job to make money. And uh, I found a job in the stock room at a department store. And uh, from the moment I got there, I didn't like it. And it didn't pay a whole lot. And I was uncomfortable, just didn't like it. And so I, after working there for about a month, I left. Now, when I left, I left. I didn't call Sally and say, <laughs> I'm not coming in tomorrow or I'm not coming back. I left. Really? I left on a I left on a Friday and I never went back. Uh-huh. Okay, now that's got some audacity to it to do something that stupid. But here's what here's the the real rub. The next year, looking for a summer job, running out of uh, choices and and possibilities, I went back to the same store and applied again oh. and got into and got in an interview with. A different interviewer it wasn't the first guy that I had. It was another one mm-hmm. in the same department because the only thing they had available was in the stock department again. And the guy's looking at me and looking at my little resume from college and he gets up and he walks away and he comes back about five minutes later and he sits down with a smirk on his face and he shows me my last application and on it, they had stamped abandoned. <laughs> uh, you know what he abandoned. You, what he should have done was instead of going up to get your resume and bring that back in your your previous application, he should have just abandoned the interview, just walked out <laughs> yeah. and left you hanging. Well, at that point, it was funny to him because the the, the it was over. There's no way yeah. I was going to work there again. Yeah. But it was like, where does this guy get the balls big enough to come back to in come here? back? I think it. So, I think because of that, they ought to hire you back. No, he didn't. He wasn't that. He uh, wasn't in that mood. All right. No, here's a question but, that. that but, some, but wait, can yeah. I let me just finish this? That's another important thing to do in, in, in your quest for, you know, job seeking. Be careful about how you leave places. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No right? doubt. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Okay. Here's something that interviewers ask people and, and you shouldn't say this. Um, So I'm interviewing you. Um, What do you consider your biggest weakness? Women. (laughs) (laughs) I love me some women. (laughs) Oh man. Women. If I'm being totally honest in here. Yeah. I don't think the interview situation is a place to be totally honest. First of all, (laughs) that's a line you shouldn't use. No, can I be truthful? Can I be be truthful? It could be truthful for you, but you don't want to just blurt that out. Well, so So you say, say, what's the question again? What's the question again? You say, can I be honest with you? Is he saying that to me or am I saying that to you him? You say, I want you to say that back to me and what my reaction might be. So uh, can I, can I be honest with you? I wouldn't. <laughs> I really wouldn't. This is a job interview. It's all about BS. No, here's what, here's what he said to you. Um, what do you consider? What do you consider your biggest weakness? Mm. <laughs> I, if it was, if it was a, a lady that was saying that to me, 
uh, the interviewer was a woman? Well, it's either. I'd lean in. I'd lean in, and I'd say, "Your sweetness is my weakness." <laughs> well, thank you, no, Mister no, Baskinville. Um, thank you. Um, you know what? That, 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 that's my all favorite. we're going to need today. But uh, that was my kind of you to say, and we'll, we'll somebody will get back to you. What is your biggest weakness? Is a, that sounds like a trap question, anyway. Uh, it can't. I ask you that. It's what a, your biggest weakness is. Yeah. Uh, I don't really. No, can I be honest with you? <laughs> I, I don't have any. Uh, oh, I think that's the wrong answer. I don't have any. If you don't hire me, you're not doing your job very well. That's interesting. That's a nice cocky thing to say. You won't I, get the job. But, that, but it sounds like it's going to backfire on you. No, the, uh, the biggest weakness, if you say my biggest, well, my, my, my biggest weakness is. I'm a perfectionist. I'd say don't. My say biggest that. weakness is first I look at the purse, and if my wallet is busted out, that my weakness is no cash because that's why I'm in here. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Can well, I be honest with you? Hey, you know what? You just stumbled onto the last one, the 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 last one that you don't say. Um, mm. First of all, you don't say that uh, I'm a perfectionist, and. The other one you don't say. Well, wait a minute. Is, Tell me, what is the answer to the weakness question? What, what, how would you answer that? Um, What's your it biggest would weakness? Be, um, well, you don't go into. Um, it doesn't really give examples about that. It said that they uh, took the time to to read your resume and learn more about your background. So you're expected. No, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. Hang on. Wait a second. I just uh, failed this job interview. It's an awful interview. <laughs> it, it is it's terrible. Um, clearly, send, clearly send, send them a you list. Know, <laughs> send them a list of top skills required for the position and ask them to rank it based on what they think is your strongest to your least strongest. Send who that? I guess the people interviewing you. <laughs> and this guy's going to be like, this guy's interviewing me now. <laughs> ultimately, it comes down. To, uh, ultimately, it comes down to being honest about what you need to work on. Give some examples, and then talk about how you might uh, attack those weaknesses, whatever they may be. Can I be honest with you? Well, I'm never on time, and I never finish projects. <laughs> I never finish projects. If I, and I well, usually if I do finish one, I don't finish it on time. I usually call in once a week with a fake voice and call in sick. <laughs> That's a terrible weakness of mine. And the other one that you mentioned uh, that you let into, you talk about your purse. Um, it's um, what do your perks and benefits look like at this company? You don't want to ask them that. No. 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 Because <laughs> you're you're in an interview right now. You're in the initial stages of trying to get the job. Yeah, that's that's back into uh, what are you going to do for me, not what can I do for you. Yeah. 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 And, and you don't want to give any hint of or any trace of that. And I think you're 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 right about that. It's the old cliche. Uh, the old saying that uh, you only get one chance to make a first impression. You're right. I think people might make their mind up in the first minute or two. Um, I've been in a news director's office where where uh, I, you know, I'm a, a, a weather person. Uh, and, and at the time, for, for much of the time, I was the top guy. Right. I mean, I yeah. was the 
I wasn't calling myself chief meteorologist. Ooh. I don't like I don't like titles like that. He's the chief guy. meteorologist uh, uh, because we I I really believe that we were a team. But anyway, I was in there and we were looking for another meteorologist, and I'm in the news director's office, and he's got seven or eight monitors on. And on the monitor, uh, on one of the cable, local cable stations, is a weather person. The, the sound is turned down on all of the, the monitors. And, and he looks over and he goes, what about that guy? And I said, oh, oh I've seen him, I think. And, and uh, the sound is turned down. He's looking at him. And he immediately goes, nah, just from the way he looked on the, uh, on the screen. They, they're not making judgments uh, they're not analyzing and studying the way that you think they are. Uh, and then another person came on and said, let's, let's bring that one in. And, uh, or, or he turned the sound up and heard about 30 seconds of them yeah. and said, okay, yeah. let's bring them in. It, 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 getting back to that first impression thing uh, where, where it really means a lot the way you look. And if you got a halfway decent voice, that got that person an interview. Yeah, and that's in the in the broadcasting business, but it, it, it's the same in any business, really. I mean, you're just trying to present yourself because they know from the the HR department that's done research, they know what you're capable of, and they want to just get a feel for your personality. And here's another, it just you made me remember a time I was in my agent's office in New York. I'm in the agent, it's in a high-rise and it was, I don't know, 13, 14 floors up. And on his desk, there was a stack of tapes that were sent in from various parts of the country. I mean, this gets to this. This will let you know why somebody maybe hasn't gotten back to you. And I think this probably happens more often than not. So I'm sitting in the office and he's got these stacks of uh, resumes. And I just happen to say, do you look at all this stuff? And he said, uh, not really, not really. Now, remember, we're 14 floors up. And this is a true story. The windows open at summertime. And he picks the top tape up off of his desk, turns around and throws it out the window. No, you got yeah, for real. Me. Uh, and it's somebody you knew because we both had the same guy at, at one point. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah. he threw the tape out the window and about, I don't know, 30 seconds later, you hear, <laughs> where it landed in the street and cars were trying to avoid hitting it. And that person came up with a resume and a tape and, and sent it. And this guy didn't even ma bother to look at it. But I mean, those are the obstacles that you're fighting when you are uh, looking for jobs. You so, said, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you said don't try to don't try to be incredibly witty. Um, I I've told you this before, but when I was working, I had worked at uh, Peoria, Cedar Rapids, and Louisville, and I was applying for a job in Cleveland, so my fourth TV station. And I was still really young. I started young. Anyway, I was in the news director's office, and he, I started in radio and TV when I was seventeen, as you mm. know, and I didn't mm -hmm. go to college. Because I had the lofty goal of wanting to be a rock and roll disc jockey. <laughs> well, you got so, your job opportunities early, early. I did. You I did. did. Yeah. So he yeah. asked me, he asked me, he said, um, 
I see here you started at a young age and uh, did not uh, attend nor finish college. Do you think that's held you back in any way? And I said, uh, I don't know, I was about 24, and I said, well, I said, I'm sitting here, aren't I? And, and he laughed, and he said, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. And he hired me. Because yeah. you got spunk. You, you got, got spunk. spunk. You got spunk. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah, not we'll a bright guy. Fun. You didn't go to college, but you got spunk. So you might be a good might be a good fit for us. Hey, if you it like says, Back to You, please check out some of the other fine programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. Mark Vernon and Lou Costable are still looking for a Carmen Gia for Steve to buy. These are lifelong car guys, and they cover everything that's going on in the auto industry, to trends, to cars they've seen while they're out running errands. Check out the Car Guys Report on Spotify, opishow.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits, the Car Guys Report, informed automotive. Man, you make it hard for me to interrupt. You just kept going. You just barreled through that. They think I'm a four flusher anyway. I never bought that Carmen Ghia. Yeah, they found one for you. You were bragging. I yeah. always wanted to have a Carmen Ghia. And you know yeah. what that told him? Alligator arms. Alligator arms, you call it. He is it. not reaching for his wallet. He is no. not. He's a big talker. We found it. It was It was like, oh, God, it was 14 grand. It was 14 grand, I think, the yeah. one they found. It was, and it was a nice, I should have gotten it. But all I would do is put it in the, uh, you know, in the driveway and never polish drive it. it and never drive it. Never yeah. drive it. Yeah. Scared to drive it. We want to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Back to You is distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead, Steve. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. You know, it'd be a great uh, podcast. Tell me. Just more questions. We don't do enough wondering in the world because we got Google and the internet and you can find answers to things right away. So you don't wonder and, you know, look up and ponder things. But, you know, like, uh, why do you park on a driveway and drive on a parkway? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Google it. Right. Look, (laughs) yeah. You know who does ponder and think about Who's things that? like that and doesn't Google it? Who's that? Christopher Walken. I just read uh, an article. He was on with Stephen Colbert recently promoting a movie, and he has never owned a cell phone, has never owned a computer, and because of that has never sent an email. And and he asked him about it, and he said, I don't know, he's only 77 years old. He said, I don't know, I just, uh, when it came along, it was just time it passed me by. I, I like as you get older, you say things like he's only 77. <laughs> 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 now, when you're, se- when you're 77, you're going to be things like, you're going to be saying things like, I don't know, he's only 84. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but, I, but what I meant is, is that cell phones have been around for 25 years, so he was probably only like when, 50 do you believe it? Do you believe that? Um, yeah, I believe it. You do believe it. Yeah. When people, that's almost like when people say to you, oh, I never watch television. 
Well, right. I, I, but I never. He would have no reason. That. He'd have no reason to say that. He did say he has used cell phones because on movie sets, if they needed to get a hold of him, that <laughs> they would they would give him one. It's a, it's a wonderful thing if he could get away from all of that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I and I've told you act like I'm already sort of like that. I spend very little time on social media and I can put my phone down for hours not hearing it ring or looking at an update. Yeah, so like I me. Can, I can, yeah, like you can put yours away for what, about what, <laughs> two, three minutes? <laughs> That's about right. I've got a problem with that now and I'm blaming it. I didn't used to be that way. It's 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 boredom. It's this pandemic. It's being so stuck at home. I'm walking down the hall. In, a, in this long hallway at the CBS building in New York. And as I'm walking alone, there's a lone figure walking toward me. And he's getting closer and closer. We're getting closer to each other. And I realize it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> and he's, I was wondering, where have I seen that walk before? He's got a stroll that's a nice stroll. Yeah. If you've ever seen him in his movies, oh, he, does. He, sort of, he sort of leans back and strolls. And so he does that in real life. He was leaning back and strolling. And he got, and we, we met up with each other. And I just said, hi. And he nodded his head and went, hi. And that was cool. That's all I wanted. I didn't stop him. Uh-huh. I didn't make a big deal out of it. You know, my history is to embarrass myself with celebrities right. and say something awkward and stupid. You didn't say but that was it. I hey, didn't say hi. I'm on TV too. I didn't I say anything TV like that. Like you did to yeah, Chris no. Rock, and you didn't yeah. say, "Hey, um, could I get your cell number?" <laughs> yes, and he wasn't on the phone. What's so your there's proof what's there? Your, At least that day he didn't. What's have a your phone. email? All right, that's going to do it. Do what? Do this. Well, have we given enough advice and enough uh, commentary on how to conduct yourself in an interview? I, I think, think we, we have. I think we have. It's very I mean, important. You, you want to, you want to, uh, and, and a good interviewer should, should know that the person oftentimes sitting across the desk for them is going to be nervous and might say some things that they, they don't want to say. So you just, you should, you're supposed to be yourself, uh, be natural, uh, be honest to a certain extent. That's why I'm saying, well, be yourself. Do you really want to do that? <laughs> do you, do you, then you start exposing those weaknesses that you don't want to expose. You do. But I you're right. You're right. Some sound advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll I find feel out. hopeful for folks. We will. <laughs> hey, you made me lose that job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen uh, to your silly nonsense. Say goodbye, Steve. Um, why? Well, it's not. Is it over for real? It's over for real. I got nothing. Man. That's right. Always leave them wanting more. That's the attitude. Is that how this I like works? That. That's how exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, I'm talking about me. You always leave me wanting more. More things that I should have done as opposed to this. Yes. But, but, <laughs> until um, next time, I'm saying goodbye. All right. That's back to you. It's been fun. <laughs> and it's been unending. Because as soon as we say goodbye, you continue. I'm so excited for the next time we get together and we chat and we think about the important things in life, like interviews and getting that job. Good luck. 
This SoFi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's special guest Don Kreinbrink talking auctions, cool cars, and much more. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this very special episode with guest Don Kreinbrink on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. A recipe for seduction. Bob Dylan sells his songwriting catalog. We play a clip from our interview with Len Casper. A Sarah Jessica Parker and Kangaroos Don't Mix. <laughs> and Rick's brush with Donny Osmond Heartthrob. All that in <laughs> unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Man. Is this over? All right, turn it off. <laughs>